Welcome to the Niches You. My name is Matt Gottesman at Matt Gottesman on Instagram, and this is my daily podcast where I create short, quick hitting episodes to help you uncomplicate life, creativity, and the pursuit of your highest self. There's only main character energy here. Now let's get into it. Welcome to episode 109 Practice Like You've Never Won, Play Like You've Never Lost. And that comes from none other than one of my favorite of all time athletes, Michael Jordan, the GOAT, the greatest of all time, the best to ever do it. And this episode is really about the balance, a balanced approach to your life, your life, your work, your, your passions, everything, right? Maintaining the humility and a strong work ethic while also embodying confidence and optimism. And then it's about learning from the past, practicing for the future, but really playing for the present, right? Maintaining humility and a strong work ethic. Practice like you've never won. Humility, strong work ethic. We talked about this and what the 1% do in the last episode, but while also embodying confidence and optimism. Play like you've never lost. Keep being in the game. Keep playing from the highest possible caliber. Uh, and if you think about it, if you practice like you've never won, you you're constantly optimizing everything you're doing and being in the game. So if you play, you're able to play like you've never lost because you practiced for it, right? And I wanted to break down each of the statements, practice like you've never won into several key points and play like you've never lost in some key points and things to think about. Then I want to talk about some well-known figures throughout history, including present names, you know, and what they had to endure. And I felt that they embodied some of these principles and then I want to look at the similarities with each of them. And the reason I also want us to observe them is because often the times people will look at their end results and say, oh, well, yeah, we'll look at what they've become. Yeah, but they're no different than you and I. They just embodied these characteristics and values, but their journey, everybody has a journey. They had a journey and they persevered. And in fact, one could argue we're all highly capable of the same results, but the world is usually so busy celebrating a person's results versus actually looking at what it was taking during. That's why I want to look at the practice like you've never won side of things as well, right? So practice like you've never won. Okay, well, number one, continuous improvement. What is this? You know, what is practicing like you've never won? You're always in continuous improvement. This part uh, emphasizes the importance of always striving to improve regardless of previous successes. And you should never become complacent, right? And just rest on your laurels. You you want constant momentum. You have to constantly be in the game. If you get a little too comfortable and you're not being present within the practice and the optimization, which we talked about in the last episode, well, then you might miss out on the sustainability of when you're in the actual game, right? Number two, humility. There's so much value in humility. This comes up over and over and over again. No matter how many victories you've achieved, you should approach practice with a mindset of a beginner. The goal is to learn and grow, learn and grow, learn, grow, implement, learn, grow, implement. Right? So when you practice, like you've never won. You're always having kind of this, well, I'm a beginner at this next stage, at this next stage. And this also goes to the episode about 
you're never really starting over. You're starting from experience. But if you think about it, then and you couple it with this beginner mindset, okay, I'm a beginner at this level. I'm a beginner at this next level. I'm a beginner today, tomorrow, the next day, and so forth and so on. You're always starting from higher experience, but you're keeping a mindset that says, I still have more to learn. There was a, a, a moment where Kobe Bryant, where they were, and I, I'm sorry ahead of time for not remembering exactly like what game it was and how many uh, uh, from behind that they were in terms of the series for the championship. And he wasn't happy. Uh, he wasn't not happy, but he wasn't happy when an interview said, you know, why aren't you celebrating? He said, job's not finished yet. He was so focused on, you know, yeah, I mean, I feel good about the win, but the job's not done yet. Now, I'm not saying don't ever celebrate, but he was just very focused in that moment of we still have some time to go, like stay present. Right. Another key point in practicing like you've never won is it's the hard work. The importance of consistent effort and hard work. Winning is not a one time event, but a result of continuous practice and dedication. This is your life in everything that you do. It's continuous practice and dedication. You want to honor where you've been, honor where you're at, and honor where you're going. And you want to stay present for all of it. And then the final point under, under practice like you've never won is the resilience aspect. Even if you've won before, you should practice if you're still striving for that first victory. Every time I do something, I feel like I almost pretend like it's, it's the first time that something is happening. And I like that feeling because it keeps newness and freshness and it also keeps me constantly curious about any of the skill sets I'm employing and what can I do better from there. This translates well into your health, certainly your relationships, your spirituality, relationship with your soul and God, like it, the resilience that comes from constantly practicing. Right. So, okay. So the second half of the, the, the statement, play like you've never lost. I want to talk about a few points in there for specifically. And then I want to talk about examples of some people that I felt embodied all of these principles. So play like you've never lost. Number one, confidence. So the importance of maintaining confidence, regardless of past failures, when you're in the game, you should play with the self-assurance of someone who has never experienced defeat. So play like it's all on the line. Even if it's the scrimmage game, it's like it's the practice game for this, the start of a season or, you know, uh, you're uh, having to do a, a Zoom call for uh, to prepare for a meeting that hasn't even happened yet for your business or at work or whatever it is. But play like that's like, prepare for it like that's the major thing and play that game like it doesn't matter that it's not the big dance or the big game play like it anyways. The more you show up like that in every situ uh, situation, people know what to expect from you, but you know what to expect from you. And the second point is fearlessness. A fearless attitude, encouraging individuals to take calculated risks and not be held back by the fear of failure, right? We all have to take calculated risks. We cannot be held back by, by failure. What is failure? signals and information that tell us how to get better and optimize right and if you play like you've never lost you're not playing from a point of fear you're playing from a point of uh what's it you're not playing to lose you're playing to win or you're not playing to not lose you're playing to win i thought that was a cool statement i once heard 
but you don't want to ever take action out of fear, right? You want to play to not lose. You want to play be, to, to win, to be the best in that moment of the thing that's in front of you and play it to the best of your capability. Number three, optimism. You should approach every game with a positive attitude, focusing on potential success rather than any past losses. All you have is right now. So what does that look like? And what's interesting about this process of optimism too, when you, you play like you've never lost is because the past doesn't exist anymore anyway. So you're not there. You're not even playing from that reference point. This shot that's right in front of me, this, this task that I have to do that's right in front of me, let me do it to the best of my ability. It's interesting too, if you watch uh, people like Michael Jordan or, um, you know, or Kobe Bryant, they would put a, a shot up it would miss and they'd already be on to the next shot they didn't even for a second dwell on it if something didn't go in that was it there, there was nothing else to attach themselves to and the fourth point i want to bring up on play like you've never lost presence and that's exactly that last example kobe and michael were always just present they were focused on what was right in front of them past didn't matter the future hasn't been created yet but what they're doing right now does so there's this beautiful balance between well i'm practicing all the time like i've never won which keeps the hunger in me to grow i'm playing like i've never lost which keeps me present like the past you know making sure that the past no longer exists because it doesn't and it keeps me very present right so here are some examples of some people J.K. Rowling, right, before publishing the Harry Potter series, she faced numerous rejections and personal hardships. Even after the success of the series, she continued to write and explore new genres, demonstrating a commitment to continual growth and fearless act of creativity. So, what, okay, so yeah, a lot of people don't realize that she was homeless before the Harry Potter series. Tons of rejection, tons of hardships. We all know her for the Harry Potter series. But we weren't there for, we didn't know about her during the rejections and the personal hardships. And then even after she did all of the Harry Potter series, she still continued to explore. See, that's the other thing too, is that the game doesn't just stop. So long as you're breathing and you're alive, there's still more to explore. Another great example, uh, Albert Einstein, right? One of the most influential physicists of the 20th century, known for his curiosity and persistence. But even after he won the Nobel Prize, he continued to explore and contribute to the field of theoretical physics. And, you know, he had a lot and he lived during a very uh, unique time in history and war. And, you know, <laughs> it was not the easiest path either. Steve Jobs, another example, co-founder of Apple, known for his relentless pursuit of perfection and innovation. That was his thing. Uh, and then even after achieving success, he continued to push boundaries in tech, leading in groundbreaking products like the iPhone, right? Now, here's the thing that a lot of you may not know. I'm sure by now it's, it's probably well known, but Steve Jobs was actually fired from Apple. And then he went on to found other companies, which then he was later asked to come back to Apple and he helped fire some of the people who fired him. <laughs> and not out of spite, just out of like, hey, you, you're running things the way I told you not to, and now you need my help, and you're bringing me back to my own company that I helped found. You know, I mean, talk about being rejected along the way. He was fired from his own company. Another great Leonardo da Vinci, known for insatiable curiosity and relentless pursuit of knowledge, 
made significant contributions to art, science, and technology. And then even after creating masterpieces like Mona Lisa, he continued to explore new fields. He was not done yet. He was still at a, a new beginning each time. Frida Kahlo, right, the artist, she faced numerous health issues and personal hardships. She became one of Mexico's most famous artists, and her work continues to inspire for its emotional depth and bold style. And I've got a couple more, just Thomas Edison, just Thomas Edison, you know, Edison held 1,093 patents for his innovation, inventions, sorry, innovations, but inventions, including the phonograph and the modern light bulb, right, electric light bulb. He was known for his tireless work ethic and his belief in trial and error. And his famous saying, I have not failed, I've just found 10,000 ways that won't work. 10,000 ways something did not work. And you guys are probably tripping over two or 10 or 20 or 100. 10,000 times something did not work. Talk about coming back hard every time and winning. And then of course, Kobe Bryant, he had the mama mentality, right? After retiring from the NBA though, he channeled his passion and work ethic into storytelling and entrepreneurship. He won an Academy Award for his animated short film, Dear Basketball, and founded Granity Studios, a multimedia original uh, content company. Uh, what do you know, multimedia? See, I'm not so crazy after all. <laughs> so, but what was so interesting about Kobe is, and there was a video of him talking about, you're always learning. He, he, would, he would go and learn about storytelling and film. He started doing that even before he retired because he knew that there were other things he wanted to do after basketball. See what I'm saying? Like, you're always a student and you have to stay humble enough to look at it that way versus... Look, a lot of times I think people lack the humility only because they're they're worried about what other people think. I understand they're just and you hear it all the time. They're not other people aren't thinking anything. If anything, if anything, most of the time they're looking at you like, wow, like he or she's really going for it. Or I'll look at them learning another thing. Man, I can't even get off the couch to do one, right? I mean, you'd be surprised at what people are really thinking, not what you probably think they're thinking. And the main point here is that I said that the world looks at these people and sees the end results. But you heard some of them been through hardships. They've been through all kinds of things. In fact, I made a list of all the things that they have in common. Number one, humility, rejection, starting something new and being a beginner at every single new endeavor. They had misses, losses, failures. They were misunderstood. That's a big one. Don't be afraid to be misunderstood. I have been misunderstood a lot along the way. And and it's interesting to me because like the internet world to me makes a lot of sense. Oh, you can build ideas and companies and concepts and creativity and art and all these things and you can reach the masses in fractions of the time. That just seems to make sense to me. It made sense to me since the internet started. But a lot of people are like, yeah, I don't really get it. I'm like, really? How do you not get it? Yet you all use it. I mean, I don't <laughs> understand. So it's okay to be misunderstood. If you're misunderstood, you might be onto something. They were also uh, had no problem. They, they were looked at as weird, right? A lot of times people doing something different are looked at as weird. Now, this goes back to previous episodes where I only think it's that they're looked at as weird because society made everything look so normal as to the usual paths. But I think th the usual paths are weird because how do you know if that's actually what you should be doing? So kind of reframing there. They all had perseverance, consistency, experimentation. They all experimented, consistently experimented. I mean, 10,000 times, 10,000 times Edison failed with the light bulb. 
or just in general. Another thing I, I noticed with all these people is they have crossover from one career into others and into everything else in their life. So they won't just be an artist, they'll be a scientist or a technologist or a physicist or a painter or a sculptor. There are multiple things. Okay, so maybe I'm not crazy when I say the niche is you and you're allowed to be more than one thing. There are multiple things. And they also cross over into how they handled other aspects of their life. Because getting through tough things and being looked at as weird and being misunderstood and pushing through the tough moments to get to a better result, well, that's going to teach you how to behave in a lot of other areas of your life. They also all had a mission. They all had a mission. Even if that mission was just them. That's why I say the mission in a lot of cases is just you. Who are you? They also had passion. They had a work ethic. So those are some of the things that I felt that they all had in common. Listen, you can't measure yourself against their end results, but you can definitely relate to their longer version of themselves. We've all been through hardships. We're all still dealing with obstacles along the way and still being misunderstood and still being looked at as weird. And But so were they. So don't just look at the results, right? Look at their path. And if you play your path, you realize you're really no different than them. When I created uh, my first podcast, The Hustle Sold Separately, the goal was to bring on, and, and I did, uh, the goal was to bring on guests that it didn't matter how much success they had, they had to talk about what they had experienced uh, in the building of something that they were very passionate about, whether it was their first endeavor, their fifth company, their next life within this life, whatever it was, right? And I wanted to show the audience like look they're no different than us than you than me like we're all we're all trying to figure it out so don't just look at the results of people look at their path and you'll see that oh okay if their path i can you can probably relate to it in a lot of ways and that should bring you comfort that should definitely bring you comfort while you practice like you've never won and play like you've never lost and you build on your path like i had talked about in the previous episode and you be that one percent being the 1% is about the effort. It has nothing necessarily to even do with the results, but the results are just a byproduct. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for tuning in. As always, please leave a written review on Apple. That is my consistent reminder. I will have also no problem telling you guys that, uh, you know, in when you share the show or just whenever you reach out. Also leave a five-star review on Spotify. It helps expand the awareness of the show. I definitely want to build a community. The podcast uh, subscribers, you guys are amazing. 11,500 subscribers and counting. We are growing and uh, far exceeding the goals I wanted to with this podcast here. And it's only within the first year. I think we're only at like month eight or nine. So I appreciate you guys. I love you so much. Thank you for always tuning in. Stay tuned for lots of updates coming up here soon. And until next episode, I'm out. All right, that's it. We'll stop there for right now. I hope you found this helpful and applicable in some way. I want you to remember, you do not need to fit in, and you certainly do not need to fit into some category or title nor be put into some box. The niche is you. It always has been. Please share this with a friend and be sure to leave a rating and review. Your feedback means everything to me. And also, thank you for listening and supporting me. If you're new and you want to receive these the moment they come out, please text me 480 480- 480 
530-7352. Text me podcast. I promise to only send you the good stuff. Thank you. And until next time, I'm out.